Hey, everybody. I'm your host, Gene Marks, and this is season two of the Paychecks Business Series podcast. I am a certified public accountant, a regular business columnist for a bunch of publications you probably know, like The Hill and The Guardian and Philadelphia Inquirer and Forbes and Entrepreneur and a few others. But most importantly, I'm a small business owner myself. I'm a financial and technology management services company. We've got about 10 people and we're based outside of Philadelphia. I've teamed up with Paychex, the leading provider of human resources, payroll benefits, and insurance services to bring you real life stories and advice from real life business owners and experts. Last season, we talked about the challenges associated with COVID-19, but this season, we're going to focus on moving forward and innovating and navigating the road to recovery. My guest for this episode is Adrian Molina. Adrian is the senior brand manager of Aviation American Gin. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> Adrian is based in New York and is a native New Yorker, and you are the senior brand manager. And Adrian, our audience are small business owners like myself. What is a senior brand manager? As working for a company and a portfolio that's also a small business that's growing, but always having a small business mentality. Um, a senior brand manager, I feel in my world, is wearing lots of hats. So um, it's everything that's pertaining to the brand, both um, consumer-facing marketing, to trade marketing, to merchandise, to partnerships, to events. Uh, so it's everything from helping script a piece of content down to what does a, you know, a poster in a liquor store look like uh, type of thing. And Executing. So, you know, Aviation American Gin obviously is a it's a gin company. If you were working as a senior brand man, I mean, this is marketing we're talking about, correct? Mm-hmm. So you're not, you know, necessarily implementing yourself email campaigns or or uh, or or yourself active on social media. You're not. You have people that are sort of driving that. But your job is actually no, I, I am uh, executing the social media. Are you really? No kidding. I know yeah. you have a background in in social media, but when sure. you say you're executing it, what is that? What What are you doing? Uh, basically, for the brand itself, um, having Tweet Deck open, for example, mm. just in terms of social listening. Um, so we have a celebrity co-owner and Ryan Reynolds who played Deadpool and. Yeah, famous, pretty famous guy. Yeah, we've we've heard of him. We're gonna get there. Heard of him one, two times. So it's it's as simple as social listening uh, with the tweet deck open, searching for keywords that might not mention the brand, but say like Reynolds Gin as a a boolean search on Twitter. If they're mentioning, if they're talking about Ryan Reynolds in a gin, I'm pretty sure that's aviation ninety nine percent of the time. Um, so everything from that social listening, which I think for me with my background is something that has been hard to give up as I've, I've grown in the company and taken on more roles, um, just in the sense that it satiates, I want to say my, my certain type of ADD <laughs> and kind of just seeing what consumers are saying about the brand, which in turn could, um, help even the sales channel. Uh, for example, um, someone will tweet like, why can't I find aviation gin in um, you know, Wyoming, <laughs> and it's as easy as me replying to the tweet with the store finder or helping them, you know, find the product. So someone's customer service also at that point, um, on top of um, executing social campaigns, creating the content. Um, yeah, you know, I've dabbled in digital, um, you know, in terms of SEO. Uh, we've done a couple of email campaigns back in the day. I mean, is that, you know, when I, when I hear what your expertise is, and again, you've been doing this for a while, right? I mean, this is, 
how many years you've been with aviation? Um, so I've, the, I've been with the portfolio of Davos Brands, which um, owns Aviation Along with some other brands, since 2010. So I'm about a decade under the influence and a very young <laughs> veteran in the spirits industry. You, um, you know, obviously you mentioned uh, Ryan Reynolds is a part owner of the company and, you know, putting, putting aside that he is, you know, an owner of the company, um, he's an enormous influencer, you know, and, and um, how long ago did he join up with aviation? Um, so it kind of ties into the, the Davos element mm-hmm. of it. So Davos Brands, uh, we became the uh, sales arm of Aviation Gym um, back in 2015, I want to say. And then we just loved the brand so much. We just bought it from the owner's House Spirits Distillery in uh, 20, late 2016. And then in 2017, late 2017, um, Ryan found his way to us um, and wanted to invest. And, you know, he, he really wanted some, he felt passionate about the product. Uh, he tried it on the set of Deadpool 2. Um, he used to go to this restaurant when they'd wrap for the day and get a Negroni. Negronis are his favorites. And um, he just kept going back and thought, like, that Negroni was the best Negroni. So one day he just asked the bartender, hey, it's, it's a nice Negroni. It makes it special. It's like you know, the vermouth you're using. And um, the bartender just told him, no, it's, uh, I use aviation gin and your standard ingredients for me from Campari. And that's kind of what it clicked in his head that, wow. Let me do some research on that and find out there's a small company, Davos Brands, um, that owned it. And uh, his his people reached out to our people, our C-levels. And um, yeah, uh, he felt passionate about the product um, and, and invested. So he joins you know, up with the company in 2017. So this is really only three years ago. And you've already been at the company already. And your job is branding the product as well as getting out the messaging about the product. So then you have this, this enormous influencer jump on board, right? And let's put aside the fact that he's, you know, buying into the company, he's an influencer. How do you get your arms around managing an influencer like that? And I ask you that Adrian, because there are a lot of small businesses out there that are working with influencers. I mean, not Ryan Reynolds level, you know, of, of celebrity, but still, celebrity in their own rights and it you know there's a lot of tricks to doing it and there's a lot of pitfalls to avoid so how did you figure out how to use ryan in your branding and what did you learn and what mistakes did you make i I think it it's not so much managing an influencer it's kind of knowing how many layers are between say like a brand lead and the influencer sometimes there's legal agents, <laughs> managers, all that in between. Um, and we've been fortunate enough that um, you know, Ryan's very hands-on, especially as an owner. Um, and my day-to-day with Ryan is his creative partner, uh, a guy by the name of George Dew, um, who's the president of his of Ryan's production company, Maximum Effort. So I think instead of going through talking with his agents or things like that, uh, George was became our kind of liaison and day-to-day uh, on things. And so that helps tremendously as, you know, Ryan and George have the same creative mind as creative partners. So if there's an idea that pops up, like from our end, uh, goes to George. And if it's, you know, George would be able to tell right away if it's like a, a yay or nay. 
um, or if it needs work or if it's tweak it, um, and then it goes up to kind of Ryan and then him, George, and um, you know, we'll collaborate. Did you find that most of the ideas came from Ryan and his group or from your side? I mean, there were some very funny online commercials, some really funny videos. I mean, it's right up his alley. But <laughs> is that something that was driven by you, you know, and the branding team, or was he the guy that said, I'd like to be doing this. And what happens if he comes up with something like that and it's just not good? Um, there's been a lot of times that ideas have came about from um, Ryan and George's world. And uh, me, obviously, being on the brand side and knowing the spirits industry as a whole, it's like, oh, we can't do that. That's illegal. Or like, right. <laughs> or like that's logistically impossible without this timeline. Right. Um, but uh, definitely him and George um, are always having the wheels turning and – um, it's, I'd say it's definitely collaborative. They're, they're high level thinking in terms of that. Um, there'll be some ideas from our side of the world, whether like it's my CEO, myself, or just a random idea that pops up, um, via text that I texted George. Um, and then, you know, we'll, we'll kind of like take a step back and look at the opportunity that Ryan added his creative flair and George, George's creative flair, uh, to it and see, see if it's possible. So I'd say it's, it's definitely like back and forth kind of flow, especially, um, with me being so into the weeds, knowing when, say, um, a peak sales period would be, it's almost like, hey, George, Ryan, like, you know, this is going to be a big selling in period. Uh, we want to get bottles on shelves. So, like, you know, let's think of some context. And this is a timely place. But things like the, the Peloton ad that we did last December that yeah. was totally their minds at Genius Work. And, you know, obviously, um, me loving the idea and you know, maximizing it uh, from a sales standpoint. So I think, I think the ebb and flow is um, you got two creative geniuses on one hand and I want to distill that down to how can this impact sales <laughs> in, in any which way? Because awareness is great. Um, so are PR impressions, but at the end of the day, they don't, they don't quit to sales all the time. So it's almost like, okay, cool. How can we leverage this opportunity? How can we leverage this idea to maximize it for um, sales opportunity? How do you do that? How do you measure? I mean, you know, when, when people are buying, sales are going up or people are buying aviation, you know, American gin and, uh, but, but, you know, is that because of Ryan Reynolds? Is that because of the Peloton? And the Peloton ad was hilarious as well. And for those of you guys listening, it was, it was a takeoff on, you know, the original Peloton commercial with the woman who was on it saying how thrilled she was, right? That her husband bought her a Peloton is like implying that she needed to work out more. And uh, and you guys jumped all over and hired the same actress, I believe, right? Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> which is Mon genius. Monica Ruiz. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. But so how do you know if an influencer campaign like that or an ad campaign like that um, is generating the sales, if, if it's coming from that? What do you do to measure that? Um, so on the, the alcohol industry side, it's a little regulated in terms of, you know, we don't get sales data. Right away. Like, um, there's distribution processes to get into stores. We're not going to get the data like overnight. Um, so it is gut feelings and knowing and seeing the results months later. Um, for example, you know, we launched the Peloton ad, I want to say early December of last year and December historically is a fantastic month for the spirits industry with all the holiday buying. Um, so once the smoke cleared and the month was over, it turned out to be our biggest month ever um, for the history of the brand in, in terms of sales volume. So when you look back at it, I, I 
kind of dig back into, okay, what are the analytics behind it, especially to our website, which um, we could discern which people from what states are looking for the brand and um, how, how they get to that conversion point. Since unfortunately we can't sell directly to a consumer. So mm. we have to figure it out from other areas. I think um, say like a D2C brand that has an influencer, it's a little easier to track that. It's like, okay, cool. This was the conversion funnel from this tweet with this specific link. And this is how many people put into cart. This is how many people buy. That's why with us, it's a little more, okay, like we're not selling bottles directly to people online. We can't do that. Uh, so it's up a little delayed, but there, there is a correlation between um, high traffic months on the website and high volumes um, in terms of sales. It's interesting. The, um, you're right. With, with you know, a B2C brand, you can have tracking links. You can have people that click on specific invitations. Um, you can track who's buying directly from you. You're, you've got that distributorship model, which, by the way, is not uncommon for a lot of B2B companies. Mm-hmm. And, and what you're saying is really that, you know, you would run the Peloton ad or you would, you know, or you would see once, once Ryan Reynolds is involved more, you're seeing sales track up. So it's, you, could, you can sort of intuitively say one is probably causing the other, but it's like you don't have hard data to do that. Did you guys do any surveys or anything like that? Or was that deemed to be not necessary? Uh, no, I feel not necessary at this brand point, but mm. I, I think our, um, and, and Ryan, Ryan said this before in interviews too, you know, um, he could create awareness of the brand. So he could get people to walk into the store. We have so much faith in our, the quality of products that once people try it, they'll buy again. And, you know, we do, we are privy to the data of stores restocking during certain periods. Right. Say there was, you know, they bought, X amount this month, uh, but they bought at this frequency. And this is like the store itself. So we, don't, we can't even tell the, the consumer that walked into that store and was like, oh my God, I remember seeing this and then buys a bottle, um, which it makes it a little difficult, but that's why I like the social listening aspect um, right. myself, just because I could see that in real time as a qualitative, almost you know, focus group. <laughs> so like happening in real time and you're just like okay like we are mentioned we're pretty up there this right. news. so it, it's it's almost going in your gut a little more um when you're not privy to that direct consumer model so let's talk about that for just you know for a moment here you 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 once said in an interview that you know that brands who fail to leverage their social media followers kind of seal their own fates right i mean you know you say that Transparency is you is, is the key to incre- you know increasing your engagement and trust. So you've got the influencer in Ryan Reynolds. You've got um, a B to sort of B model, like a distribution model. So you can't really track actual sales off your website. But social, like you just said, is is a good place to kind of at least monitor how things are going. So, what advice would you have for? a business owner or a marketing person at a small business to sort of uh, track what's going on about their products on social. And, and did you just focus on Twitter or, or Facebook? What was your, you know, where did you focus on and what were you looking for? Um, so definitely Twitter as it's more conversational Instagram, of course, um, seeing who's tagging you, who's has tagging the, the brand, um, just different ways of, of doing that. Um, Surprisingly, I, I like dipping into Reddit 
every now and then <laughs> and just doing a little search term for that because what does that mean dipping into reddit like how do you how do you le- how did you leverage reddit so definitely as a listening tool especially to see traction of our of the advertisements that we put out so um peloton the peloton ad was on the front page of reddit which is kind of a big deal so you kind of dig a little deeper type in you know a boolean search for aviation gym you kind of see the conversations on reddit whether that's on a a cocktail subreddit, really. It's on a gin subreddit. Mm. From there, I feel people on Reddit are a little more vocal also, but also a little more, like, they're not just, like, shooting off the hip on Twitter. They're like, oh, like, yeah, what's a good thing to mix this, you know, chew with? Um, so, so you do kind of see consumer sentiment there for your brand and even the category itself. People might prefer London Dries, and this guy on Reddit is has a bunch of uh, votes on a, this gym thing so kind of see what um those people are talking about as well um and distilling that did you have like a team working with you or was that is this just you adrian like you have absolutely no life whatsoever and you're sitting there trolling reddit all day seeing what people are saying about aviation um i'd say in that in that in that aspect of just digital it's it's so native to me that mm. I, I don't have a team for it and i just like to know what's being said about the brand uh but i do have an associate brand manager who helps with um you know a bunch of other things um in terms like partnerships um events um some excel spreadsheets i never like to do as well (laughs) um so yeah but i I think um yeah it's pretty in that digital sense it's, it's uh I'm kind of the one peeking, peeking in and peeking out and, and all that. So and I think it saves the need for, um, you know, reporting and kind of, you know, I could, I could create a deck um, for myself, but I could analyze everything that, oh, that's happening and just internally and, you know, pipe up what, what should be like the, the next move or the proper response. I, I feel when, um, the senior person of the brand who should embody that brand is kind of relying on third party um, reporting and documents. A, there's a delay. B, it could be a little, you know, distilled improperly from that. You know, um, you've had such great success and we'll wrap things up, but I, you, you had such great success with, um, you know, with a great influencer who just also happened to be the owner of your company. Um, but going forward, do you think that, you know, your, your influencer marketing should be a part of any brand's outreach to their community, regardless of the products that they sell? To, like, where do you think influencer marketing is going, Adrian? It's always a tricky, tricky question and tricky area with influencer marketing. That, that's like, I, I consider Ryan an owner, but obviously he's a celebrity also. And I think... Um, with the ownership stake, it definitely keeps him motivated to do things with a brand. Obviously, um, you want ROI on that investment that you're doing, so you feel more ownership of it. And you know, the alcohol industry is not a stranger to celebrity-driven brands and celebrities as influencers. Um, there are success stories, but there's also a lot of forgotten brands um, like, for example, did you know that Pharrell had a women's focused uh, liqueur? No. <laughs> it was okay. called, 
it was called cream q r e a m and you know when it first launched i think like 2002 or something it was like oh my god this is the next biggest thing but um pharrell doesn't drink so where's the authenticity <laughs> there? That's how he manages to look so young. Um, so <laughs> it's, it, that brand didn't really go anywhere. And I think Pharrell's like soon then um, also. Um, right. But, but I, I, was, I always look back to Cream as one of those, you know, things that had so much um, potential. And same thing for Drake's Virginia Black Whiskey. Um, you know, that could have been the biggest brand ever, but I feel you didn't have... I feel the influencer or whatever Tommy Wilkman didn't really have ownership of it. So I think it's trusting them and not just cutting a check of like, Hey, can you tweet about this? Or Hey, you do this. It's like, what could you work with them that keeps them motivated um, and excited about the brands? Cause there are a lot of influencers who will just collect the check, do the tweet and then it's done. So it's, it's almost like, it's it's less than an influencer play. I think it's like who's a famous partner I could have or an influential partner partnership that we can make. It really does speak to the power of having equity in your brand as well. And if you have an influencer who's willing to take a little ownership, and if you're willing to give up a little um, in re- in return for their you know their efforts. Um, it really gives everybody a lot of motivation. Um, Adrian Molina is the Senior Brand Manager of Aviation American Gin. Adrian, great conversation. Thank you so much for your advice and inputs on, on branding and using influence in your business. Everyone, for more great podcast episodes for the Paycheck Business Series podcast and other information to help you run your business, please visit paychecks.com forward slash works, W-O-R-X. Adrian, again, my thank you. And, Thank uh, you, hopefully... Jane. Thank you, everybody at Paychecks and Western New York in general. You guys are headquartered. I love that area. Yeah, you keep the faith there in New York City for sure. And, I know. Uh, I'm a, it's a former Geneseo student, so all too familiar with that area. And I'm pretty sure a lot of friends are at Paychecks right now. So hopefully they hold it for this. I'm sure the people at Paychecks will be happy to send you a garbage plate sometime in the future. Oh, yes. Well, oh, my God. And... I don't know why in the world you'd want to eat that, but that's, uh, uh, that's entirely. Uh, I mean, in the alcohol business, there are hangover mornings. So <laughs> and a garbage plate cures that 100%. It's a perfect compliment. Well, Adrian, thanks so much. Love to have you back sometime. And my best to you and the company and uh, best wishes in the future. Take care. Awesome. Gene, thank you. Thank you. This podcast is property of Paychecks, Inc., 2020, all rights reserved.